Okay. Um, you asked if this tasted good or if it was good scotch. It's, yeah, I was just wondering what kind <clears throat> was that again? It's uh, the Arbalor or Abalor yeah, 12 year. I only bought it because uh, it was uh, it was the scotch Riley always got. Like if we were out somewhere and he didn't know any of the other ones or, mm. he, you know, like the man didn't dislike any scotch, but it's like he, he definitely had a few favorites and that was one of them. Gotcha. So... That's what I bought. Even though, it's one. not my favorite. You can try it. It's mm. it's vaguely sweet with a little bit of smoke on it, but not too much to be like obnoxious. Um, it's got like a nice mm. like kind of rich oh, yeah. flavor to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good scotch. It's a fifty dollar bottle of scotch. You know, it's not like a shit bottle. Yeah. But no, it's very pleasant. You know, I figured if I was gonna drink something, I might as well drink the thing my dead friend wanted. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so weird. I don't. I don't know why this bothers me as much, but like, so this may be in there and this may not be, but you know, my best friend died yesterday and still just kind of like dealing with it, thinking through it. Yeah, you're drinking scotch at 10 10 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) Clearly I'm coping. Not Um, exactly normal for you. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's not my normal... (laughs) daily operation um but i just thought it was so funny and so fucked up that like the first thing i thought of was the fact that he wasn't gonna be in my wedding party anymore Mm -hmm. and that i was down to having very few street people in my wedding party and i was like what the fuck like yeah, or straight losing. men rather, straight women there are plenty of, but right. like straight men, it's like uh, I don't, and it bothered me for some reason. I was like, shit, like I gotta, <laughs> I only have like maybe two. Like I definitely need to get some new straight. Dude I need friends. to get like another, yeah, another straight dude friend. For the I mean, quota. I have straight dude friends <laughs> thanks to comedy; they're abundant. Yeah. But like, I close I don't have yeah have a really close straight dude friend, or maybe one of my close straight dude friends is going to get promoted into the wedding party. You know. Yeah. Well, it's just like bad enough for your grandparents and stuff that you're like trans and shit. But then if your whole wedding looks like a fucking pride parade, then, you know, <laughs> it's just going to be really rubbing it in. Yeah. <coughs> oh, well. <coughs> it is also weird because like I never wanted to fuck Riley. I never like it was never like on my <laughs> he was never a dude I was just like attracted to. Kind of like my friend Elliot. It's like I've never really wanted to fuck Elliot. But at the same time, in the back of my mind... You always assumed you would one day. Yeah, it's like, look, I'm not ha- looking for it to happen, but I'm just assuming we're going to be in some situation on some ecstasy somewhere or doing something. And like, it's like, you know what? It's like, I, I could suck Riley's dick right now. Like, mm-hmm. I could, But I never got that chance. I don't think I ever even saw it, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, and that's weird because like, most of my friends, I've seen their genitals at some point, just like incidentally, or we're changing somewhere, or we're skinny dipping. But this never brings up such a good point with Riley. Show your friends your dick today. You never know if this might be your last chance. Yeah. Do you want your friends to die not, not knowing, knowing what your dick looks like? Yeah. Or your pussy, you know, <laughs> or, or whatever you want to call it, your bits. Mm-hmm. Unless you're your our slave. If you're our slave, you're not allowed to show it to anybody. Nobody can see yeah. your useless little dick. Except for us. Mm. If we ask. I felt good. Well, that was if we tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been dealing with that. That's, you know weird it's also just like you know as i like losing a friend that knew me pre-transition 
One more gone. I know. Almost no one left. Who was, you know, <laughs> Suddenly the there's dead. like all of my friends that knew me pre-transition are dying and people are like, guys, I don't, I think Austin might be killing your friends. Ava, <laughs> Ava might oh, be shit. killing your friends. You're going to have to kill yourself at the yeah. end of this. The last person dead naming you. <laughs> or whatever. Stepchild naming you, whatever you're calling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> We should make that movie where the trans person kills everyone who knew the Because old. the me before transition doesn't exist yes. anymore. Yeah. I was always Ava. Mm-hmm. How dare and you no deny No one can it. say any differently. What? I mean, I wouldn't have killed Riley if he agreed to take down the pictures of me off Facebook, but mm-hmm. he said he wouldn't, and so yeah. he had to die. <laughs> In order for me to live my authentic life, I had to murder my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> you get it, liberals. <laughs> You're the ones that created this, this policy. Is my, yeah. <laughs> you, this is your fault. <laughs> he dead names me. I dead. So, well, you get it. I just kill it. I just kill, I kill it. Yeah. It's even. <laughs> it's, I'm just going to appropriate you know, that. Dead naming a trans person is basically like murder. So <laughs> <laughs> this is only fair. I'm going to appropriate that uh, whole dead men can't rape thing. It's like dead men can't, can't dead, dead name. name. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. There's kill your all your card. old friends. Kill them all. Kill them <laughs> the all. The only way to ensure they never accidentally dead name you again. And then kill yourself because you'll do it most of all. <laughs> it is weird. I do think I got a new joke out of it though. Because like yeah. one of them has been consistently working uh, about the, the condiment thing. And oh, how it's yeah. like Because it is true. Like I, I helped Riley move a year ago from Austin to Columbus. And like, as I was helping him pack up his apartment, he just, or his duplex, he just was like, if there's anything in the fridge, we're not taking anything that needs to be stored. Cause it's going to take a couple days to get there. So just it's all yours. Yeah. <clears throat> so I came home with just tons of like condiments and like garnishes and things like that. And they're still in my fridge. Like a year later, like the condiments all Riley fridge. bought, outlived Riley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is just funny. Now I have to eat my dead friend's condiments, but I think I was like, what I'm going to do, I'm going to have like a hot dog party and mm-hmm. call it like squirt one out for Riley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Use up all his Whataburger mustard. He had yeah, so finally, much mustard, but he didn't us. really like mustard. <laughs> yeah, well, neither do we. So this just <laughs> continues to be passed down. My best friend died. Yeah. So, so everyone sad, squirt one out and whatever that yeah. means to you, if you can do it in squirt bed. Squirt one out for Riley. Dude, you got to invite people who squirt to the <laughs> squirt one out for Riley. See <sighs> if we can make a squirt one out for Riley porn. I don't know. Yeah. Can we do like a porn challenge? Like hashtag squirt one out for Riley. Yeah. Whatever that means. Whatever your interpretation of squirt one out for Riley is. Yeah. Please send us that video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. He would love that show. That's so funny. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I can see him being like, oh, dude, that. He had fucking terrible sinuses like me, which is just like, I really felt like I lost somebody who understood oh. my like daily pain. He helped that me understand. He helped me understand allergies in a way no one else had. Wow. We were like, we were like on acid, <laughs> and I was just like, fuck, dude, I like I, my allergies haven't been bothering me this whole time. It's like a miracle. And Riley was like. I was like, I wish I could live like this every day. And I was like, dude, I just one day I just realized that I'm just going to wake up miserable every day, just a little bit miserable, and that's going to be okay. And I was like, <laughs> like head exploded. It's like, oh, I am just going to wake up a little bit miserable every day, and that's just going to be okay. So there's that. So squirt went out for Riley, everybody. <laughs>
This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old boy lesbian, for now. And we're bringing you the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. You can follow us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Oh my God. I talked to my mom again um, about polyamory. Yeah. <laughs> so, so remember that last time I was in Houston, I just like threw out during the middle, in the middle of some conversation. I was like, you know, I believe in polygamy now. And yeah. she's like, you know, I don't. And, you know, <laughs> she was just kind of like, um, and so this time we were having this whole conversation because she's been a seminary teacher for high school students this uh, past year. So that's a Mormon thing where you like, teach the scriptures from 6 to 7 a.m. in the morning to high school students. Uh, I remember those. Yeah. And so she was a, she was last a seminary teacher 15 years ago. She did it for a few years while her kids were in high school. And then they kind of let her go because really she had always been kind of like fighting with this one church leader guy who thought she was a little too liberal, basically a little too out there um, in the way she would do stuff. But like they asked her to do it again in 2019 or 2018 or whatever. And um, she was like, uh, what scripture is it on? Cause sometimes it's the old Testament. Sometimes it's the new Testament. Sometimes it's the book of Mormon. And then one year it's like church history basically. Um, and so this year was church history. And she was like, Oh, really? You want me to, to talk teach about the church, church history? history? Are you sure? And they were like, yeah, we feel, you know, directed because they like a bunch of, you know, men go and pray in a room and then with each other and separately. And it's always it's basically every church position is like you're called. And so it's basically straight white men in a room praying and talking to each other and then talking to each other about who should fill any position. And so they had done that and they uh, called my mom to teach church history, to be one of the people teaching church history to like 15 year olds or 16 year olds or something this year. And my mom (laughs) is like kind of a like, I thought she left the church though. No, she's still in it. She just kind of believes that like, well, I don't know if I can just like out her completely, but she has some somewhat unorthodox, um, beliefs uh, about how to take the Mormon church, but she still believes that it's just like the best faith community and um, way for her to progress as a person and a soul as she can find in this life. Okay. And then it works for a lot of people that way. Um, and she wants, you know, to help kids to be able to have a relationship with the church if they want to, even in the midst of like times when there's a lot of challenges for the church and for everybody, um, our religious faith and everything. And so, you know, she was teaching them because, (laughs) so, you know, black people couldn't have the priesthood until 1978. There's like a lot of stuff they couldn't do. I should really do more research on this before just talking about it publicly. But it was like, they couldn't really have like the eternal marriages that, um, the white Mormons could have and like various ways you couldn't really be a full 
person in the Mormon church until 1978 when the straight white men, the old, old, old straight white men prayed about it and were finally like, okay, well now God's directed us to go ahead and let black people be fully human basically. Cause I mean, it's like, what was the justification yeah. for that? If not that black people were <clears throat> subhuman. I mean, there were, there were like these theories, like the, the one my mom brought up was that she, she had lots of people would say like this theory that like black people were fence sitters in the preexistence when every soul had to choose between uh, Jesus's plan and Satan's plan. Black people were like, mm, I'm not sure. And that's why they got sent into black bodies and that's why they couldn't fully, pre- I mean, that's God like, just damn. like, that's just like one of the main Mormon theories. That's gross. Yeah. So Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. It's not great. So she was bringing that and she was saying, you know, that, so two and a half years ago, I guess, some of these uh, old, old straight white men, Mormon people, decided that the children of gay Mormon parents couldn't fully like participate in the church. <laughs> they yeah. couldn't like uh, get the priesthood or um, pass sacrament or stuff like that. Like I don't know how far it extended, and I'm like, and, and how does that even work? Because it's like the children of gay Mormon. So like if one parent's gay or, or and leaves or and but the other's still or if can you if you have one straight mormon parent can you still or if you you know if you disown the gay parents or is it when you're 18 are you liberated from that policy or is it forever yeah. or is, it, is it until your gay parents die or is it like i'm not sure if they even thought that any of this stuff through themselves or if they were just like <laughs> the children of gay parents. It's like, can you imagine if you were, if you had gay parents and yet you were a faithful 16 year old Mormon and then they were like, you're not gonna, what? Yeah, you just are around the gay too much. We, we can't really trust you. The, yeah, like it it's, it's insane. It seeps in your skin. You know that, right? Well, first off, you're born from them, so you are. Like, I don't know if that you know was this or not, to, but you're gay. What is the idea that that is going to shame gay parents, gay Mormons, into being like, you know what? I guess I won't be gay. Like, if it's surely it's not if they're gay in their heart. It has to be if they're doing gay stuff, right? Like, if if you were the child of parents who like had one of those beard marriages surely y'all can still participate like i mean the whole thing just there's a million ways in which it's laughable and absurd and like very embarrassingly immature of these men um and so well, but let's just be real that's most of the mormon church i mean there's a lot of there's a lot absurd. of good stuff in there but anyway yeah, but there you can you can put good stuff inside of anything you can package totally. any like a, a good idea well, with just like layers of bullshit Totally. But uh, anyway, so, but it was like two, two and a half years or something. And then they came out and were like, hey, we prayed about it. And you know what? <laughs> Never mind about the gay parent shit. <laughs> Yo, God said my bad. <laughs> yeah. Turns out that was a human error. Because they believe in human error. Basically, that's my mom's argument. It's just like, yeah, like, God lets these humans like make their mistakes and live in the historical time that they're in and blah, blah, blah. Like God's still there, but these humans are still there too and whatever. And so it's like, yeah. God oh, was like, that I was doing was a, a lot of whippets that night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Y'all called on the wrong night, that guys. I told you Tuesdays are my whippet nights. Yeah. yeah. Stop Don't asking me social on questions on Tuesdays. <laughs> I start saying funny shit just to be funny. I thought you would know I was kidding. It was a joke. <laughs> Why do you think my voice was super deep all day? <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck those gay, gay kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> kids are gay parents. Yeah, get baptized. 
God on whippets decided that shit. Yeah, so then they're like, "Oh fuck, that was one of his little the little whippet things. We forgot about Tuesday." So they came back. So my mom was making the point that she was like, "So look, look how many decades it took them for the black people shit versus now where it's only taking them two and a half years to fucking make, fix their mistakes." I was like, "Yeah, mom. Well, maybe one day. That is true. That is so much faster that maybe we're about to get into the black." in terms of progress in the church, instead of just being quicker about fixing these idiotic mistakes, maybe we can do some good next time. So one of the other things that my mom thinks the Mormon church got wrong is the polygamy question. And she, um, you know, Mormons practiced polygamy from Joseph Smith on until they needed statehood for Utah. And then they, God decided, let's go ahead and give up polygamy on this planet um, in, in this <laughs> lifetime. God's like, I'm just going to rezone some of these other yeah. planets. Well, no, I mean, like the afterlife um, is uh, assumed to include uh, polygamy. It's believed to in the Mormon church. That is really doctrine. Um um, and so like when you, when you get sealed, you, when you get married in the Mormon church, you get sealed for time and all eternity. And then the idea is that you, your the husband and wife will go on to become a God, a God together, I guess. Um, and then have their own planet and have their own and raise their own species of humanoids, I guess. And then this just keeps going on and on for eternity, more and more people becoming gods and having their own little planets like ours. Um, and (laughs) so, uh, uh, but if, if a woman dies, if a wife dies in this life, a man can get sealed to a second woman. And then if she dies, a third woman and so on. Um, and those will be his wives in the afterlife for time and all eternity. Um, but if a woman's husband dies, she cannot get sealed to a more than one man. And, um, uh, she could get married to someone, what they call temporally, whereas like you can be, or you could be married to a man. You can't get sealed to them. You can get married to them and like you so that you can fuck basically. I mean, it'd be weird if you had kids cause then like, who are they getting sealed to? I guess. Can you have two family? I, you know, I don't know how that works. You just jet back and forth between your planets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you don't want to do that. So you probably wouldn't have kids, but you can fuck. I get like, it's kind of weird, but, um, do I? Yes. But anyway, and so my mom doesn't believe in polygamy. She thinks that's one of the things they're getting wrong. And I was like, wow, so what about this whole afterlife thing where all these women are married to this one man? If there's no, you, so she's, she's like, she really believes there is no polygamy in the, in the afterlife. Not that it's just not for some people, but that there is none. And I was like, what's going to happen to all of these marriages then? And she's, she didn't have an answer for it. And she's like, wow, you're really putting me on the spot. I hadn't thought it through. And I was like, wow, you haven't thought that through, bitch? Jesus, All this time kind of a you big, hadn't thought about that kind through? Of, maybe you didn't want to think it through because it's right there. Um, I mean, I was nicer about it to her, but I was like, hmm. And so then I was like, she basically was saying that she believes that it's a, a, a value. She's always believed that 
a marriage between a long-term marriage between a man and a woman is an integral part of God's plan for us to learn and grow and develop as humans in our as part of our eternal progression. Mm-hmm. She believes in eternal progression for each soul. So she she was saying that she knows from experience that long-term monogamy is a really powerful, beautiful, wonderful thing and and the best thing in life. And I was like, well, you say you know that from experience, but like, correct me if I'm wrong, but you only have, I believe you only have experience with monogamy and you don't have experience with polygamy or polyamory in any way. And so you might just not know what what that, how that could be valuable. Mm -hmm. And she was like, didn't really have an answer for that. And then I just, and she was saying that, you know, because what it was is that um, I sent her that article that was in the Austin Chronicle about me that Beth Sullivan had written about like yeah. off script and, and gender fluids yeah. and everything about like how I'm, you know, there's like stuff in there about how I'm dirty, but also kind of what I'm doing with it. And I kind of thought, you know what, let me just see, let me just let my mom see this because I didn't want to think too much about it because I was like, I know it kind of says some dirty stuff, but like if she can't be proud of me at all for this, then she's never going to be proud of me. So why don't I just send her this? And I asked her if she re- read it and she was like, um, yeah, I did. You know, it's like, I was like, okay, I'm clearly not getting the response I was hoping for. But, and basically what it turned out that had kind of mostly upset her is that it said something about uh, gen- on gender fluids. We talk about threesomes. We sometimes talk about threesomes, which is like the tamest fucking thing, we thing we've about. ever talked about on this podcast. And so, but so the, the woman writing it really did us a service, like not like really Going outing us detail. completely. Your mom would have been like, um. Oh my, she had, we talk about raping an alligator to death I, with a child's, I, you know, we, so. <laughs> we actually never talked about raping an alligator to death. Some dude got child? eaten oh. with a child, <laughs> fucking an alligator butthole with a baby's with a head. Yeah. Get in there. <laughs> Is it a as dead baby? Molding, it is now. As we're molding the alligator's cock just so we piss everybody off. Yeah, that's how we want it to be that kind of hard. And the harder you get if you're getting raped to death with a baby. Because you get hard when uh, something's in your butt, right? Uh, not always, no. Sometimes like it makes me go soft. Oh, funny. Anyway. It, it just depends on the, the thing. And the Anyway, but so she read that we talk about threesomes every now and then. And... So that was what had really upset her because now she was imagining me having threesomes, which it's like, I didn't, I don't even think I ever got around to being like, that's really Ava's threesomes we're fucking talking <laughs> about, mom. And then threesomes is also very, uh, sevensomes, so you know. Just pick a number. <laughs> yeah. Pick a number, a single digit number. <laughs> for now. Um, <laughs> yeah. For, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but so she, I, that was what it was, kind of like that, you know, the thing that had upset her was the idea that I was having this sex. And so she was saying that she just really believes that casual sex is very distorting of the sexual impulse between uh, a man and a woman or just the sexual impulse or whatever. Um, And so I was like, well, you know, mom, I don't really have casual sex. Like I never really have. I don't know everything that you imagined for me. And, you know, I, I don't, I've kind of, let myself be in situations and explore the idea of having casual sex, but sex really isn't that casual for me. You know, I yeah. was raised a certain, I do have some of this stuff. And, and so like the way I operate, I was, and I was like, so like, for instance, you know, my girlfriend and I have been like dating this girl uh, for a little while, seeing her when we can, but we're all kind of busy, but we're getting to know her. We haven't had sex yet because we're dating. Cause it isn't because we do have to have a, a connection and a trust and a every, you know, like, and you know, <laughs> and so I'm like, Explain, and my mom was like, oh, 
<laughs> you know? And then I, I don't know how I got there, but at some point I was explaining to her the possibility that we would be like a couple with a hut in a forest with other oh my people gosh. with huts who also have... Do you really not know how you got there? Because that's your spiel. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, like, I know, but like... I don't know how I got to how this did thing I just, that I how say was like I, at least I don't twice even a think week. I was that high. I know, but I don't even think I was that high. Like, how, how did I wind up... I was, like, <laughs> I was on the computer just telling my mom about... <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, and that like on hol- some holidays, maybe we'd all have, se- well, cause I was like, cause, cause sex can be very bonding. Like it's very, you get all that oxytocin feedback. And she was like, no, that's just that thing that you experienced in the beginning with people. I was like, no, 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 you're talking about dopamine. You're talking about dopamine in the beginning of the relationship. I'm talking about oxytocin, that thing that get, you get with sex, with hugging, even with whatever, all that stuff that you're sharing with your husband all that time that's strengthening your marriage. Like that oxytocin feedback system is very important for bonding. And like, it, you know, hugging is a, is good. But if you have sex with people, it's extra bonding. Um <clears throat> And so if you want to have a cohesive, anyway, just explaining to her my fucking forest sex cult that I'm trying to start. <laughs> she took it pretty nice. well. I nice. can't believe, I think I've been putting my mom through some, <laughs> some conversations lately, man. I mean, it's like, why not? You know, at this point you don't have a lot to lose. Totally. Exactly. That's kind of how I feel about it. I'm like, it's not like I'm getting the approval. I think that, and I think, kind of bringing it back to the church and like how they're making decisions quicker and quicker. They're correcting their mistakes more and more quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's because a lot of people we've kind of lost that whole drive to approve our betters or our superiors or the people we see as being over us or older than us. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's like less of a drive to get their approval. Yeah. To seek their approval. Right. Mm -hmm. And you've come to a point where you're like, I don't know why I'm worried about pissing this person off. I don't know what I'm worried about actually losing, you know? Yeah. And I think it's because people are finally all being vocal enough to that. We know there is like a pretty, even if not skewed majority to like people who think a little bit more like us to a little bit more to the left, you do reach a point where like, why, why shouldn't I just say this? Like what am I, what am I going to lose? Right. It's kind of beautiful. It's kind of cool. And it's really fun. I was like, you know, my mom was talking about how there are things that she could tell the um, seminary students that like the story, the, the, the whole thing about the two and a half years versus the decades. She can tell this, those teenagers, but she could never say that in sacrament meeting in front of like the whole congregation because there's too many old people. And I was like, yeah, mom, there's old people. There's a lot of people who like they just kind of want to like retire their minds as well as mm-hmm. everything else. And so they kind of just want to live. And we just got to let those old people kind of live in their little world. And eventually, we're all progressing whatever and but i was thinking about it i was like dude that i was like mom look how similar our lives are like i talk to people um differently i I need to talk to them differently at the club than i do at the fallout theater you know what i mean like you know here we are both like challenging people and and talking and you know and and trying to be creative and funny you know she tries to have these great lessons for everyone she's always and i was like look at look at i'm your daughter you know and Mm -hmm. like maybe you know and so of course it's like i do still think that like like abandoning the desire for any approval i think helps you actually get it of course is the cute little irony of of it all you know because now I just have the confidence to be myself and be like, this is who I am. And I am your daughter. And you really ought to be proud of me. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so good. That's a great mo- Oh, talk about eternal progression. Totally. I am eternally progressing. I love it. Okay, let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll come back with some more fun shit. 
Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. Uh, If you like the podcast and want to leave us a review, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review like this one. Uh, I enjoyed the review from Creamy Pussy, five stars. It's called Oh Yeah, Just Like That. Excellent and thought-provoking content that can make anyone, no matter what your fetish is, feel a little less alone and a little turned on. Wink. Perfect. Give us more stuff like that. Yeah. Head on over to Apple Podcast and uh, drop us a review. Thanks. Um, should we talk about our oh, our slave? Our slave is, that is what he our slave? It? I don't. We it, need. A, is it our slave? It's our denial fiend. It, denial fiend. I think is the is yeah. The term. It's not our slave yet. I mean, kind of, but like it might have used the word slave at one point. I can't remember. And talking about something, I'm not sure, but. It's our denial fiend, which I like. It's our denial fiend. It's our useless parts slave. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. if we're controlling any part of its life, it's its useless parts. Yeah. Well, this thing has locked its... How are we supposed to say this? Well, (laughs) we can pick. There's a dick cage. Yeah. So, okay. Well, no. Yeah, I get to pick. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not just you. This isn't... Well, you get to pick what you call it. Yeah. I'll pick what I call it. Yeah. But it's, it's locked its useless little dick up in a cage and is mailing Ava and I each a key to wear around our necks. Uh, I told it to send a, I told it to send us the keys on thin gold chains. Here's the thing. <laughs> Let's just catch everybody up in case you're not at speed. Last time, <laughs> last sure, episode, yeah. How did we get into this? last episode, I read a message from a user that wrote into us to tell us about how they were locked in a cock cage at one point and had to cut it off with bolt cutters because it was permanently sealed because they had kidney stones. And then Ariel and I started talking about how we would love it to, you know, be its long distance internet doms and because it lost the doms that had it locked its dick up originally. Uh, and this is a person that likes to be referred to as it. Its pronouns are it. And you yes. better fucking respect uh, yeah. them. Everybody else's pronouns, okay, we can give, forgive you once or twice. But if you misgender it more than once <laughs> in our presence, we will no longer be friends with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're taking this new role very seriously. Here's the thing. What happened yeah. was last week when... Ava was reading this, um, these messages out, like then this person was referring to its dick as like the uselessness, the language it was using, like calling it uselessness or whatever. I was like, well, I don't really want to call it. Like, I was like, can I call it if, if we're the doms, if we're going to, if we're going to be like owning it, then I like, shouldn't I get to choose what I, I call it? And you were like, well, but it's their thing. So you got to like kind of take a time out and negotiate it and make sure that, you know, that you're respecting their blah, 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 blah. And so, and I was like, okay, right. Fair enough. But then I just, it, I think it messaged and said, yeah, it messaged gender fluid saying, Hey, uh, listen to the episode. If y'all want this keys, cause we were like, we would love to wear your key around our neck. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you want those keys, they're yours. Like, well, but then it was like, also you can call me, yeah. call, call my dick or whatever, whatever you want, whatever you want. It's been called all kinds of things and it is up to you. You're my John, whatever. And so then I went ahead and messaged it and I was like, Oh wait, I can call it your use. If I can call it your useless little dick, then I do want the key. And that's the thing for me. It was like, 
I don't want to call it that, that. I don't like this dorky language of uselessness or whatever. I'm not okay. speaking that way, but I was like, if I can call it your pathetic excuse for a cock, whatever, you know, if I can, yeah. like, if I can call it whatever I want, then absolutely. I want a key <laughs> to your dick cage. So this, so then, yeah. So it's like, it can pee through it and yeah, all that. Yeah. There's a hole on the end. Yeah. Most every cock cage comes with one of those. Right. So you can like. But then if you start to get hard, it hurts. Mm-hmm. So you really can't do anything. And so um, it is going to do the ice cage thing that you suggested. Yeah, so it's going to put a key in a <laughs> glass of ice uh, or in a glass of water and freeze it and then send us a picture every day so we know that the key is still there and frozen. But mm-hmm. in case of emergencies, if it needs to unlock itself, it can smash that motherfucker with a hammer, mm-hmm. unlock itself. And But otherwise, the only two <laughs> keys will be around Ariel and I's <laughs> neck. And if it needs to get out of that, it can write us for permission and we will mail one key back. So you might yeah. need to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you're planning on a thing, you might think you should need to be unlocked. I guess you could <laughs> mail, send us a request. We'll mail you the key. <laughs> you can unlock yourself, do what you need to do and then send it right back. If we ever give you permission. Yeah. <laughs> but Please. like, let's be real. <laughs> Probably <laughs> this, not. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait <laughs> to get keys. I hope I get the keys to a lot of dicks at least 52 i don't know why 52 just just for america i don't know um (laughs) but uh yeah because then i want a charm bracelet 52 for america i don't know it just feels like that's how many states there should be if we were including isn't that puerto rico yeah and there one more too besides puerto rico some other some other place we own that you forget about (laughs) i don't know i feel like we're probably forgetting something yeah (laughs) so may as well or 52 cards in a deck. I don't know. It just feels like a good it's a number. It's a good number. Yeah. What, I feel like 52 comes up. It's just probably OCD brain. You know? So 52 keys. If anybody else, keys. seriously, if you want. Yeah. I want all my bling dick to keys. be. All, or dick pussy keys. keys. If you've got a chastity belt Tight. that you wear. so hot. And what was that? The Prince of Thieves. That men in tights. Whatever that oh, yeah. chastity belt. I was like masturbating to that all the time. <laughs> dude. And, and yeah, it was Robin Hood Men in Tights Men where she tights, has like, yeah. the, I know the first what time I saw it that, it turned that? me on. I was like, yes. oh, dude, I mean, I have a thing for, so I, you know, I have a cock cage that I used for a while. Yeah. yeah I think the idea of like, I'm not into being kept in it for a long period of time, but I love the idea of like, I like having the idea of having to wear a thing that's restrictive and of like a physical symbol of ownership, like being on you. Mm-hmm. So hot to me. And like, uh. I mean, lots of people, but yeah, I'm also into the idea of like, and just think the look of like, uh, vagina people, chastity belts where it's like, it's a belt that goes around your waist with like a yeah. piece that comes through the middle and like, <laughs> it has like great, a grate on it so you can pee through it, but you can't like touch yourself. Yeah. I guess you could like technically vibrate it with a vibrator and try and come like you had like it's a Hitachi. such a weird thing. How many women in history do you think actually had chastity belts? I the, <laughs> the real answer that I think is in my head makes me uncomfortable. What? It's like an, I think it's probably a high number. Like what? I don't know. I mean, because how many people were even alive back then? You know, I just think enough <laughs> fucked up sadistic motherfuckers have existed for long enough. That it's like, better than chopping the clit off, dude. Men yeah, are so fucked sure. up. <laughs> the we problem is, is like all these things are terrible to do to unconsenting people. But now if you oh, throw so the hot, element though. of consent <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. into it. Mm. <laughs> Tasty. Not <fantasy. laughs>
<laughs> like, Thank God for history. So we have all this hot kinky <laughs> fantasy, sex fantasy stuff. We're living at the right time. Or <laughs> we still were raised just religiously enough to like get off all this shit. <laughs> but we don't have to like hate ourselves yeah. and live in shame forever. <laughs> I mean, dude, one of the this one of the, the most intense orgasms alive. I've ever had was like I was in that chastity cage for like eight hours, like wearing it around all day, like just doing air running errands and shit. And then like came home and like wanted to get off, but like wasn't allowed to unlock it. And so I like just took my Hitachi and was just like vibrating yeah. the outside and like That's it swelled cheating. so much and it hurt so much. And then like I finally came, but it was like such a, like a, Oh, like fuck it. Thank God. Like it was, yeah. And then it was just super sore afterwards, but it was that kind of, it was like a oddly like mm, good sore, like, yeah, like, like a deep, not a workout sore, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it was like a better version of blue balls, even though I came and it's weird to describe. I don't know. I guess it's like, you, has your like vagina just ever been like super sore and swollen after getting fucked a lot? Sure. Okay. Yes. So like dicks kind of get that too. Like my dick will just get so hard. It'll be kind of sore. Yeah. It's, there's just so much blood and so much density yeah, in it. Or sure. I'll fuck for so long that like it'll be a little sore afterwards and like because of just there it being expanded that much but this is kind of like that it was that type of soreness just mm, mm. what are we even talking about we were talking about our denial fiend and oh we were well anyway it's calling me sir a lot now oh, oh, <laughs> i remember the first time it called me sir not quite as good as the first time i got called good boy but like you know pretty, pretty good oh it felt just when right. it comes out you know when you don't ask for it and they just mm, mm, mm. <sighs> It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good little denial fiend. <laughs> good little denial fiend. It says we can. I still haven't I approved asked, its friend request on Facebook just because I like feel like yeah. denying it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that going. But we'll have some denial fiend mm-hmm. updates coming to you. Uh, part of because like when we this was all being kind of like talked through and negotiated and whatnot, like Adrian and I were on the couch and you were getting ready to like go out, go to work and mm-hmm. you were messaging this and like talking to us as it was going on hmm. but uh part of part of the agreement is that like we want pictures from the denial oh, feed yeah. so that we can post them on instagram and stuff like that like if you want to be a sub of ours of some sort yeah, we're obviously going to talk about you on the podcast yeah, this should just be known we're going to talk How, about however this. we want to yeah and um and we're gonna, we're gonna post, post pictures, pictures of, of you that you send to us that's you're going to send us pictures and we're going to post the ones we want to um, it's like, I'm not doing this just for my own personal enjoyment. Right. Like, this this is, is for the public. This is for the people, you know, this is for the community. <laughs> this is educational. Um, <laughs> <anything> else. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, to... and it said that it has been, uh, heretofore pretty shy on social media, but it's actually been thinking about breaking out of its cage about such matters. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, it's, yeah, it wants to do that. It, it assumed we, we would ask and it wants to do that for us. Yeah, no, I've never cared so much about someone's pronouns as this thing, this thing's. Shocker, you just had to get personally invested. I just had to get personally invested. And also, it like is so right. That, that is, these are the correct pronouns for this thing. Yeah. It. You know, it, it does. that's just what it is. It feels it's, right. It's an it. Yeah. It just feels right. Exactly. I like it when someone chooses the correct pronouns for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just admit that like some uh, people could be wrong about their pronouns? Yeah. Also, here's the thing that I've seen recently and I'm like, dude, like 
what the fuck kind of option is that? So a lot of people I've been seeing have been saying like, I prefer like he, they. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's a Griffin puff, you know, yeah, I know it's just <laughs> everyone's like, got to be a fucking uh, raven. She, they, it's door. like, look, I, I really, what they're saying is like, look within the binary, I, uh, identify on the she side, but I don't think the binary exists. So they, I want to represent both sides <laughs> Yeah. in case one side of history comes out the winner. I was on both. <laughs> right. And it's like, word, but it's like, who? I don't, like what's People like so if you're fine gay. with one like what's the dude. point of like indulging the they dude i like this they for thing. people who i like they for people who are non-binary and like i get okay if you don't believe in a binary and you exist out of the binary then everybody's technically non-binary but like we need to have a group meeting and i'll just figure <laughs> out some, uh, like a new plan for pronouns. no we're gonna have a group meeting and then we're gonna spike the people's punches we don't agree with with cyanide hey hey let's, you don't have to tell them our plan on the air no well the smart ones won't come and then those we'll have an educated discussion with <laughs> still look for that next fall <laughs> <laughs> Every gender fluids live now. from now on just has punch at it. It's like definitely not poisoned on the front. <laughs> we'll just drink from it. <laughs> oh, we do a big group cheers, like cheers, but then just like pull it to our mouths and don't take a drink. Just hold it there. And, ah, we're testing you. <laughs> Good. You're still the smart ones. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, please don't misgender my slave or our denial fiend. Our denial fiend. We'll see. My slave, our denial fiend. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get real. <laughs> it wishes it could do chores for us, but it lives too far, lives away. Too far away. Yeah. Any, any slaves or subby people in Austin or just fans. If you're Who, just a fan, if you want to do chores for us, um, Neither of us likes to clean the restroom. So if you're into that, they're not. And here's the thing: they're not like disgusting, but they won't be that dirty. If we knew, we're moving into a new place soon, so if we just have someone regularly cleaning our restroom, then they won't get dirty in the first like place. Once every two weeks. Yeah. So if you're into that kind of stuff, um, I will delight in your existence. And and again, we're pretty open to accommodating whatever you need. Like yeah. if you need us to say or do a thing, like while you're cleaning, we can Within probably work. Reason. Yeah, we can work with that. If you want to wear a little outfit or nothing or whatever, that's yeah. cool. I don't care. Can we take pictures of you? We'll yeah. do it at an angle that, you know. How much are we allowed to masturbate <laughs> around you? <laughs> do you prefer? And, or can we masturbate can, onto you? Or can I <laughs> piss my girlfriend in the next room? Is that better or worse for you? We'll accommodate, you know, within reason. I think a fun fetish, I think we've talked about it before, but like feels more appropriate now uh -huh. <laughs> is uh, ghosts. Okay. <laughs> sure. Let's do it. Oh, wait. Where's the weed? Hold on. And like ghosts also in like ghosts slash like possessions, you know, like, yeah. like demons and like Ooh. possessing people and ghosts and like the spirit, like the supernatural and the spiritual would say. Yeah, let's do that. I like this idea because this gives me another way to make sex wrong without it being like wrong, wrong. Because, 
you know, like if you're role playing that you got possessed by someone, oh, then yeah. you could have sex with someone you're not supposed to, but in a different headspace, you know? That'd be wild. That's a good one. I'll bring that up to the girl. Yeah, it's like you could be having, she could be having sex with me, but possessed by someone. I don't know. That kind of maybe is a little weird. We could be role playing that I'm someone different, but I've died and now here I am. Oh, that seems more like a tearjerker. We may need to be know. two different characters completely and take the whole love our love story out of this <laughs> i mean maybe you could go for that like emotional depth you know i know that's like what i'm saying fucking, dude i will go there though that i mean or that, if she's that might dead. be a thing you work up to and then finally you hit that bar yeah like, okay we're gonna go there that'll be a while before i'm ready <sighs> to like yeah imagine that she's died and but she's come back through some other woman's body and then i'm like making love to her and i'm and then i see her oh my god Dude, I'll start crying for real if uh. I even kind of turn that on in my brain. <laughs> oh, only my, my very worst fears right now. <laughs> A source of great joy and happiness. <laughs> just take it away from me. I'm just going to try and sexualize universe. that real quick. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to come real hard while thinking about your death. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and suddenly it's the only way I can get off. Damn it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. You know, so like this morning I woke up and like I like, fi- like finally masturbated. Mm-hmm. Like after, to, to after, Riley's death? To, yeah, to Riley's death. <laughs> but because, you know, last night I did have you that You squirted moment. one out for Riley? Yeah, I squirted one out for Riley. <laughs> Y'all need uh, to have a circle. All of you, all of his friends should have a circle jerk party. Hey, hey guys, out. I'm just organizing a Riley Memorial circle jerk. <laughs> hot, do- <laughs> hot dog eating contest in circle jerk. <laughs> Squirt one out for Riley. Oh, uh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, all gender circle jerk. Yeah, obviously, all, anyone all can sex squirt one gender. out. Yeah. You know, if you can, well, anyone may squirt one out. <laughs> you can, can like with your heart, story. you know, yeah. it, with intent, squirt one out. Like there you know, if, like for me, it's like sometimes, like I might not actually come, come. Mm-hmm. It's like, but I came with my heart. Yeah. I squirted with my heart. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, so last night I had this moment with my best friend Kent, and like we were like. We had this. We had this feeling. It was like, oh, Riley's fucking like here with us right now. It was just the two of us hanging out together. It was like this very special moment, right? But this morning when I woke up and I was like horny finally, because like I woke up the, when I woke up horny when Kent called me to tell me he died, and then I was instantly not horny anymore. I was just like, or I kind of was, but just couldn't do anything about it. And so then, like, uh, like two days later, I like wake up horny again, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to fucking get off right now. And then I was like, oh, man. And then I remembered having that moment with Kim. I was like, he was there. Like, I went to sleep with the feeling that he was there. And now, and then I was like, thought, like, you know, Riley, if you're here, I hope you enjoy this. Like, I hope he's, like, (laughs) fucking stuck there while I have to, like, fucking jerk off. Like, pervert watching me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, come on. Oh, dude. Not cool. (laughs) She never, or he, he never saw your dick? I don't, I don't, I think he might have. I don't know what you, I think he probably would have seen, I think I've just been naked around him, but I don't think he's ever been naked around me. (laughs) That feels about right. (laughs) For your your MO. (laughs) It's always been that way, I see. (laughs) Uh, 
Sorry, yeah. I'm writing a joke. No, it's fine. But just thinking about masturbating to like my best friend's ghost being there, like the idea of some sort of supernatural, it's just like, yeah, they must just see us fuck a lot. Like they're, they, it makes, it's like a good fetish because it can be placed into almost any situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the element of like ghosts, like there's a there's a very intense voyeuristic aspect if you're imagining being a ghost, like you're floating and watching somebody, mm-hmm. or like, ooh, there's a threesome cuck or yeah. otherwise situation going on. Ooh, you could be um, if like one of those white men who's like crying in the corner as a ghost while a young black man with a big dick fucks his white wife, and he just imagines <laughs> that it's a former slave who's murdered him and is now. Um, um, married to his wife and making babies with her and fucking her real good every night and stuff like that. That'd be fun. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what these, you know, <laughs> people are already doing. I know they're already doing it, but I'm just like, this has never been my thing. I love how, like, the sheer joy in your face. Like, when you were saying that, you're like, this sounds cool. Oh, this is a great idea. Nothing makes <laughs> me happier like- than, like, <laughs> like watching um, black-on-white, man-on-man porn and just imagining, like, that that white boy is the direct descendant. Like, his great-great-great-grandfather <laughs> was a slave owner and is just rolling around in his grave being like, no! <laughs> well, if we hadn't... Because it's like, if we hadn't done slavery, this wouldn't be happening, you know, probably. And so, it's like... Mm. <laughs> That's karma, you know? All of I'll, your all of your descendants are getting fucked by black by hot black people. I'm just going to be forever enviable of like the systems of logic you create <laughs> to like get off to things. It's like, but like I would never have thought of it, and now that I've heard it from you, I can't do it on my own, right? I can't. I don't think I can steal that one. Really? This is no. feels like a like universal archetypal hot thing to think about and masturbate to. I don't know. I, I thought everyone was doing it. <laughs> oh fuck! Here, I think she might be here. Um, okay. Well, maybe we'll be, we might pick back up on ghosts, or this might be a very tangential. <laughs> hey, my friend's still dead. Fetish. <laughs> or you'll edit it. Whatever. We'll see. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on sixty-six point six FM. That's KFUX. Peace. I'm Janish Meeting, a native writer and comedian, and I'm thrilled to announce that my podcast, Woman of Size, has found a permanent home on the Hoo-Ha-Ha Network. On Woman of Size, I talk to artists, writers, activists, and thinkers about their big-ass lives, their big-ass experiences, and their big... Asses. Woman of size is plus size, Latina, flawed, curvy, curvy, thick, clean, queer, fat, black, disabled. So come take up space and subscribe to Woman of Size on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Be big, baby. This has been a hoo ha ha podcast. <laughs>